Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, Episode 80, January 21st, 2024. So glad you could make it. Once again, happy new year. This is the second episode of 2024. Um, 80th episode, still rolling along. We'll try to get back on a regular schedule. Um, we just finished up our 11th annual trip to Hilton Head with our good people. Um, and I've already started looking uh, at the Seashore Vacations website to uh, see when it's available to reserve our spot um, down in Shorewood for next year um, for HH12. So it's a uh, it's an amazing weekend. It really is Christmas for Sarah and me, and um, it's the thing that we do look forward to like that. Because the people that we go with, you know, as soon as we get into their presence, it's like a, a filling up, you know, and uh, it's good to have people like that in your life, lives, and, you know, we got different things going on, different stages of, of life, of kids' life, and, um, you know, things get busy, but for that weekend anyway, it's good to, to grill and chill and, you know, eat a lot of shrimp and yeah, anyway, um, good to be back. But now we're, we're, we're moving into the, the regular schedule and it'll be fairly regular. Holidays are over. We're in birthday season. Mine's coming up next, and then Sydney's up, and then um, Sarah, and then Isaac in March. And so all of our family, all five of us, are from January to March. So it is birthday season, but uh, in terms of huge trips or holiday breaks or those types of things, we're we're rolling along now until, uh, I guess, Easter uh, when we head to Charleston for the tennis tournament. So I, I have been looking at a recliner because there's a just a single seat recliner at our place in Hilton Head. It's old and it's got that old material. I don't know what it is. It's not burlap. You know what I'm saying? But what is that? You know, it's not burlap. It, it isn't that rough, but it's still that whatever that is from old school chairs. Um, but I really thoroughly enjoyed sitting in that and you know the single seater like that would be good for our kind of small space that we have uh, in 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 our living area um so i've been looking for one and and i found a couple on the amazon and you know how it is with the reviews like they're all good reviews except for just a couple and the couple show you pictures of how theirs didn't hold the recline or whatever and 
I don't know. I've searched other stores. I've searched some of the other local uh, furniture stores, but they don't they don't have a whole lot of the single seaters anyway. And even then, they're basically double the price from Amazon. So we'll we'll see. I, I'm I'm kind of in this reorganizing phase anyway. Um, maybe it has to do with me turning 46. I don't know. Maybe it's just settling into the new the new cycle, you know, this new second semester that, like I said, that we're pretty much rolling straight through until, until Easter in terms of huge breaks. But, um, yeah, been, been trying to clean up some stuff and, and sort out, you know, some clothes and some, some different drawers and, uh, thinking about getting a cool lamp to put here and hanging up some different posters there. Uh, but yeah, a recliner would be a nice piece of that. Speak, speaking of reorganizing, I uh, uh, my friend Matthew is always looking for a, another tattoo and or an ear piercing or things like that. And I, I, I did the ear piercing again. I guess it was during the stupid pandemic thing. And, and I went to Claire's and got him to shoot that gun through my ear. And, and I wore that for a little while, but it I just didn't feel it like I did back in 1995, you know? And, uh, so, so I got to thinking, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, to take a, a dive kind of off the deep end of, of, uh, celebrating my 46th birthday. And I don't know what my next tattoo is going to be. Although maybe after we get to the end of this episode, I might have solved that. But, but I thought about getting an eyebrow ring you know, I'm like, you know what? I don't want a nose ring. Um, not one in the middle, you know, I don't want to pierce my lip or my tongue. I mean, I could, I could maybe pull off a belly button ring. It could be a thing. Um, but, uh, I thought about getting an eyebrow ring and I brought it up thinking that, you know, people would be like, yeah, yeah. In my family and at school, but no, Isaac was definitely opposed immediately. Everybody was pretty much opposed immediately. And even when I asked my students, usually I could at least get 50-50. But, man, it was like 95%. Like, no way, Mr. Thomas, that's not what you should do. So I don't know. I guess I guess I'll hold off on the eyebrow ring. I, I, I did get my hair dyed like platinum blonde back in the day when uh, our baseball team was doing really well. And they all did that for Unity. Um Maybe I could just go with some frosted tips for turning 46. I, I've also be, begun to think about getting into quilting. I don't have a sewing machine. I don't really want a sewing machine. I'd want to do it by hand. I don't know how to sew. So I'd have to learn how to do that too. But my mom and others have made these quilts out of t-shirts, you know, out of like, uh, out of old t-shirts. And I think uh, she made one that was cool for, for Sam. And I've got some old t-shirts, like I've got a stack of t-shirts and, and other shirts that I, I don't much wear anymore. And I go through this every year or two where I will go ahead and kick all those things out. Um, I don't like to own a whole ton of clothes, but, um, some of these are, they just, they, they kind of are sentimental. And so even though I don't wear them anymore, I would like to keep them in some way. And they're not like, they're starting to be low enough quality where I wouldn't want to donate them 
Um, but anyway, so I'm thinking about making, thinking about getting into quilting. Maybe at least just making the uh, the quilting uh, squares with the t-shirts, and uh, probably should get a thimble. I thought about getting a job at Hannah's. I've been looking at the uh, well. I've, I've, I've I'm hooked up on TurboTax. We're waiting one more tax form from how much money we spent at App State. But um, I, uh, yeah, so I've I've been doing the taxes and kind of thinking about next year's budget and all the things that we have on tap and uh, finished paying off the uh, fish New Year's and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we got some, we got some pretty cool trips planned for the future. And so I was thinking about working, getting a job, working at the, uh, at Hannah's coffee shop. I think I would enjoy that. I, I really do think I would enjoy it. And I was, I really was yesterday like, okay, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to go over there and see if I can't figure out a way to work. I mean, even if it's just 10 hours a week, even if it's just a couple weekend, you know, weekends or even weeknights after school, um, during, through the week. But then I remembered that I can't do that because I'm going to be the tennis coach. Like, I'm going to be an assistant tennis coach coming up here in a month, just a month from yesterday, actually, uh, February 20th begins the tennis season. And so even though I will just be the assistant coach this coming season, I'm still going to be at practice. So I'll, I'll be, um, thinking about some, some long days. I've, I had a little bit of, a of, a feeling pretty low there for a couple of days before, we uh, took off for Hilton Head, but um, so I, I I wasn't able to go to the Y, but uh, got my stuff ready to start back with the five o'clock club. I didn't go this past week because it was like eight below zero uh, in in the morning, but I'm ready to go back. So I'm thinking about the tennis days and five a.m. to and then practice after school. Ooh, be tired. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about tennis. I've I've I mean. Uh, one of the things that 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 I decided to do, um, I'm not sure if I planned it this way from the start, but um, one of the things that I do is get myself a a new car, and I'm a Camry guy, and and then you know after two years, then it it when my kid turns 18, then they get a nice Camry with low mileage, and that should last them another decade, and that they won't have to worry about you know, car payments or those types of things. Uh, and, um, it's, uh, it's just kind of my, my gift to them. I won't have a whole ton of money to leave to them necessarily, but, but I will be able to start them off with, we will be able to start them off with a nice ride. Well, that being said, uh, Sydney will turn 17 this year. And so within the next year or so, it'll be time to think about giving her the, the lit the, the current Camry I drive named Lizzie and Isaac and, and then begin to look for the one that Isaac will eventually get. Um, so I've been looking at those 2025s. Um, hence the need for maybe a, a different job. But uh, we've also are looking at, you know, for one of the things that we do is when the kids turn 13 and when the kids turn 18, they get uh, an epic trip as a gift. And, um, Sydney wants to go to see the Ava brothers at Red Rocks and man, I can't wait. And that's not for 18 months, but I've already started 
planning it out how we're gonna how we're gonna drive out there. We'll definitely be driving and uh, getting out there in a couple of days, and then spending some time around around Denver and in the Rocky Mountains. And so, um, so anyway, all the all that planning for the future. But there's a, a long way to go. Be before then, of course. Um, in the meantime, speaking of my almost 17 year old daughter, we're we're beginning to schedule college tours. Um, we've got a couple coming up in March and early April. Going to do Furman and Wofford, and then um, Elon and Davidson. And then when we go down to Wrightsville Beach this summer, we'll we'll tour UNC Wilmington. So those are the five that we're looking at right now. Um, not really a leader in the clubhouse at all. So I think she's just interested to find something that that fits, and that maybe also will give her some money. So we'll see how that goes. We we've got this we've got this election thing coming up too. It is twenty twenty four, no big deal. And um, so so it, it is a, a great time to teach government and civics. It's interesting. Like my civics students, they don't much know about. Uh, of course, honestly, there were some that didn't know we had fifty states. So so first of all, that that is a thing I'm dealing with. Um, but they definitely don't know about the, the charges against the former president. They don't know about much at all. And so it's just noise to them, which I think maybe is a part of the, the broader plan from the higher ups to just make this all noise so that, is that bread and circuses? Mm, Just thought about that. But, but anyway, a, a person came by. And pulled up in our driveway as we were getting ready to head to Chick Fil A, uh, me and me and Isaac. And it was cold out, so I didn't want to stand talking to her too long. But she's asking me these questions, and I'm always skeptical. She's like, "What is the? What's your number? If you had to say what's your number one issue that you're going to vote for, what would it be based on? What would you say?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't have a number one issue. I consider all the issues, and I'm not going to let you pin me down, you know, like that." Uh, she's like, that's fair. That's fair. And, and she said, well, who, who are you going to vote for in the primary? And I told her, and you can take this for, for what you want, but I'm going to vote for uh, Nikki Haley in the, in the presidential primary on March 5th. I am registered unaffiliated and I really am unaffiliated. It's not just a tactic to be able to vote in either primary. Um, I really am unaffiliated. If we took a list of different issues, I would fall all along the spectrum, depending on what the issue is. Uh, however, it does offer me the chance to vote in either primary because we have an open primary in North Carolina. And for local races in Cleveland County, if whoever wins the Republican primary is going to get elected, um, it's about a two to one margin in Cleveland County, Republicans over Democrats. And so in terms of things like school board, in terms of things like representatives and state senators, I need to vote in the Republican primary if I want to have a say-so in the election. Um, maybe maybe less so in terms of governor. Uh, and and But, you know, in the presidential primary, on the other side, Joe Biden, the octogenarian, is the only choice. Um, I don't know if Dean Phillips got on the ballot in North Carolina or not, but anyway, like, but, but I don't, you know, I don't, I'm for not, 
Humphrey, not the former president. And so um, I will vote for Nikki Haley, who Donald Trump has begun referring to by her given name, Nimarata, uh, because, of course, she is from Indian descent, Indian American. Her parents immigrated to South Carolina and then uh, and then Nikki was was born. And um, so she is a natural born citizen. But of course, the Trumpster is, is trying to pull the, the birther card on her, just like he did on President Obama. But um, but anyway, I think that's who she was. I think that's who she was canvassing for. Anyway, she told me the group she was with, but um, it, her her name was, oh, was it? And it wasn't Anastasia. It was something like that. Um, maybe it was. And anyway, she, uh, I told her who I was and that I'd graduated from Garden Web as well in 2001. And she says, oh, man, you were there for the good days. And the insinuation being that I guess she didn't think that these days were the good days. But anyway, I am uh, will vote for Nimarata Haley um, when it comes time on March the 5th. And hopefully... You know, Tuesday night, she'll pull off a win. Hopefully, she'll pull off a win in New Hampshire, and that will change the narrative at least for a time and offer some return to, I mean, whatever, some type of sanity, but whatever. Um, I mean, I guess not whatever. Speaking of returning to sanity, there's this other guy, Robert Kennedy Jr., who I really like his campaign slogan. It says, I declare my independence. And I really do like that. I really do like the thought of that. But, um, and he's got some things that he says, I think are really interesting. He's got some things that are kooky for sure. Uh, he's definitely a conspiracy guy, um, but he's going to pull a lot of votes. He's if, especially if it's Trump and Biden. So you might have to take some time and look into RFK jr. But enough of, uh, enough of the politics. Um, Isaac has, has been cooking, and uh, for my birthday next weekend, he's going to uh, – let me back up. I haven't had red meat or in almost three years. I think I did one time by accident because I forgot that brisket was beef, um, and I ate it. But other than that, I've only had very limited pork and um, only poultry and, and fish for about three years. But I was like, man, I don't know. Maybe a little dose of red meat iron might be might be good. And so I thought about getting Isaac to cook me up a steak. And he's like, oh, I can cook you a steak. He's like, I'm going to pan sear it. And I'm going to bathe it in some garlic butter. And I'm going to put some rosemary on top and whatever and whatever. And I'm like, all right, then. That sounds good. So I'll let you know how that goes. Um, I've been reading uh, quite a bit. I read The Tinkers, which was really good. I think I, I talked about it last time. Um, Let Us Descend was just it, it 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 was glorious. It was haunting and beautiful and very difficult to read. Of course, as a slave, um, uh, a slavery not not a slave narrative, but but kind of since it, it but it's fiction. But man, just amazing uh, prose. Like the mo- some of the most beautiful writing I've I've encountered in, in quite some time. I'm reading Pillars of the Earth right now by Ken Follett. And I'm only reading that because we went to Goodwill at Hilton Head, which is, which is a stretch for me. But I found this book, and it's it's Pillars of the Earth, and I, I'd heard that name before, so I picked it up. And on the front cover is the Oprah's Book Club stamp, 
So I'm like, all right, well, I'll pay a dollar fifty for this. Um, and it's it's wild. Like it's it's not Game of Thrones wild, but it is a medieval book. You know, it is a story in set in kind of eleven hundreds or something like that. And it's basically a real life chess. And so we got all these bishops and um, you know, castles and yeah, it's, it's Kings. It's crazy. I'm about, I think it's about a thousand pages and I'm on like 250. So, uh, I'm going to head back to try to knock out another good chunk today. I'm in, I'm in it now where I'm not going to stop. Um, so I don't know, probably might report back on it next week. And then, you know, other than that, I've been grading AP seminar individual research reports, which some were pretty good, some were kind of mid, and some of them were awful. And they've had from August until January 19th to finish a two, a 1,200-word essay. And so I really don't feel too sorry for them, but now's a good time for a little tea time with Mara. I do have uh, my next appointment, my bi-weekly appointment at Living Lotus tomorrow at 4 o'clock. And um, as has been the case a couple of times when I get to the point where I think maybe maybe we're wrapping this up, then my person gently kind of helps me realize that there's quite a bit of work to do. And so, of course, it is a, a family systems uh, theory. Um, that's part of the, of the therapy that I'm doing where you deal with the different parts of you and that's mixed with sensory motor therapy, some, some EMDR as well, uh, that I've been working with some, but, but one of the, the, the different parts that I brought up last time was this part that needs that needs affirmation. And I I think I might've talked about it some last week, but as I kind of dug down into it a little bit and have been digging down into it a little bit, it's this, it's this part of me that, that is, it's this part of me that fears that you know me better than I know myself. And there's a lot of different, offshoot to that, like, you know, fear of being misunderstood, I guess, or whatever, but, but maybe it's three, I think it's three pronged. I, I, I added a third in as I was, and really four, as I was typing up the podcast today, but one of, one of the prongs is, you know what, maybe I'm not as good as, or whatever, good is the word I'm using, but that you can understand, I hope what I'm saying. Maybe I'm not as good as I as I could be, you know, maybe I'm falling short and you see that, you know, that you know me better than I know myself. And so, you know, one, maybe I'm not as good as I could be. And you see that or, or two, maybe I think I'm better than I actually am, which is maybe a, the different side of the same coin. I don't know. Maybe I think I'm better than I actually am, and you see that. 
and and maybe you'll see either of those things and not not want to be a part of these chronicles any longer and and i i experienced that you know i've experienced folks not wanting to be a part of my chronicles so there's some there's some meat on that bone you know and that that particular fear has swept in like these cold winds of january this week this fear that maybe I have done something that I'm not aware of, maybe that I said something that I didn't know that I had said, or maybe I made a look, or maybe I, you know, didn't do something that you thought I should, whatever. Like I can just spin these things over in my mind that I'm not aware of that you, that you are aware of. And that that was enough and you don't want to be around anymore. You know, like that's a, that's been a real difficulty uh, for me this week. But there's this, there's this fourth prong, you know, and maybe it's not a prong. Maybe it's a left hand, right hand kind of thing, you know, maybe it's three prongs and then, and then one, uh, because it definitely manifests in a closed right fist. I, I, I experienced that when we were doing the, therapy last time uh, as I got to talk about this I could you know my person uh, Sarah says what, what's going on in that <laughs> what's going on with that right hand you know I'm not a fighter you know I'm not a fighter I never have been in a fight never have in 46 almost 46 years I never have been in a fight um, sometimes I wonder what it would be like to punch somebody I don't really want to know what it likes to get punched so but there is this part of me that is ready at the defenses. There is this fighter. And and this part of me is ready to defend when it seems apparent that you think you know me. So part of it is this is these fears that I have that you know me better than I know myself. But then when it seems apparent that you that you act on that, then this fighter pops up. And it's not it's not so much about you as it is about me tamping down my own fears or maybe more than tamping down. But that leads me to this concept or this, this word seems that I've been thinking about a little bit because I said, you know, that, uh, that I'm ready at the defenses when it seems apparent that you think, you know, me. So I've been thinking about seems. And for one, I ask, for your forgiveness if you've experienced that fighter side of me and have been put off or staggered i hope that you will grant me grace and mercy as that fighter part of me it's it's rooted it's entrenched it's dug in for battle and has been for many decades and so I, it, it may be that as i'm becoming aware of this part of me and and it's maybe it's more on the surface i don't know but that that challenges me to expand my grace for you because what you may seem to me is surely not the story 
No one knows you better than you know yourself. That's a sticky note I have written by my counselor in my car right now. And that's tough to believe. That's tough to believe. Those fears that I have are really, really real. That maybe I don't know myself as well as you know me. But I believe it for me. And I believe it for you. I have a a couple of stickers placed around that has the state motto for North Carolina. It is Essequam Vadiri. And that translates to to be rather than to seem. To be rather than to seem. And and you know, there's a there's a way I've always thought about that, like, yeah, you should. You should just be and not seem. You know, like like don't act, don't put up a front. But as I have thought about this, I think about it now with a slightly different twist. Because we're all putting up different fronts, you know, like, I, I, anyway, like, to be rather than to seem, essay quam vidiri, I long to give you your freedom to be and not be trapped by my presumption, to not be enslaved by my judgment of what seems to be. For surely you are a complicated, you know, you are complicated and complex. You are an extraordinarily beautiful tangle of contradictions and hopes, of grief upon grief laced with joy and unspeakable desire for goodness. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm working on allowing myself the freedom to be rather than to seem. And I'm determined to grant you that liberty from myself. Please forgive me when I fail you in that regard. Well, this has been a Church of Six production brought to you by the Bucket of Life, by the Wall of Belief, the Foundation Tower of Stone, by the Magic Rock Times Two, by the Rope of Relationship, and the Token of Hope. Nothing divine is desperate. May all your circumstances serve to awaken compassion. And as you go, teach peace. Don't forget to believe, y'all. And be live. Grace and peace, my friends.